We learned at 1.30 today that Premier David Eby uh, reminded all of us uh, that uh, this whole issue around Selena Robinson, which has been swirling for quite some time, that uh, her comments or belittling remarks, as he called them, were incompatible with uh, her remaining on Cabinet uh, and that she would be stepping down. Take a listen to his comments. The reason for this decision is that over the past few days, both Minister Robinson and myself have been reaching out to the many communities that have been harmed by her remarks uh, made on a panel uh, that she participated in to understand how to make things better. When you hurt somebody, you need to reach out to them and try to figure out what the best way is to reduce the harm and address the hurt that has been caused. Now, uh, Selena Robinson's comments were made during an online Benign Brith Canada panel uh, last week, which surfaced uh, recently, uh, leading to mounting calls for her resignation by pro-Palestinian groups and many other organizations, many Muslim community members uh, as well. Now, I do want to say that uh, Ms. Robinson did resist calls to resign, apologize for her comments, promised to take anti-Islamophobia training uh, program uh, as well. Uh, but it was during that panel where she made the, these comments. Take a listen in regards to those that asked her to step down. Take a listen. They don't understand that it was a crappy piece of land with nothing on it. it. You know, there were, you know, several hundred thousand people. But other than that, it didn't produce an economy. It didn't have, it couldn't grow things. That was Selena Robinson speaking on a panel with the B'nai B'rith uh, uh, organization. Well, joining me now is Haroon Khan, director with Al Masjid Al Jamia in Vancouver and a member of the Pakistan Canada Association. Haroon, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me, Jess. So let's get to the point here. Do you think this is the right thing for the minister to do? I think it was the appropriate decision to make. Um, you know, one of the things that I really like to express is that the calls for a resignation wasn't just coming from our Muslim community. It was broad-based. You had independent Jewish voices, Aboriginal voices. You had voices from uh, campuses and um, across the province that didn't feel safe having her representing British Columbia as the Minister of Post-Secondary and Higher Education. Mm-hmm. She basically besmirched it, and uh, um, you know, and her comments uh, were made, uh, were ill-advised comments were made in, in such a way that it caused significant uh, pain, uh, you know, and upset. It's a volatile situation in Palestine uh, and Israel. For, uh, and, uh, um, you know, people are dying every day, men, women, children, babies. It um, It's a live-streamed 24 hours, seven days a week genocide that we're all seeing each and every day. And her words, uh, flippant as they were delivered, was simply gasoline on an already burning fire. So getting to her specific comments, uh, uh, referring uh, to Israel there, uh, or, you know, essentially saying that the region lacked natural resources. And some can say she said more than that. It certainly was inelegant how she said it. You said it was flippant. uh, It was insensitive. So be it. Um, But based on those specific comments, should a minister have to resign? I mean, she's apologized. She said she would take courses in uh, Islamophobia and encountering Islamophobia. Um, Isn't that enough? I mean, you don't believe her to be a person who hates Muslims. Uh, She's of the Jewish faith. She, from my experience with her, a good person, a decent person, who made some really insensitive comments. Sure, I get that. But does a minister have to resign over that? Well, let's break down her comments. Okay. 
you know, that uh, this is a crappy piece of land with several hundred thousand people on it. So what she's saying is that the land of Palestine, which has existed for millennia, the birthplace of Jesus Christ, among many others, uh, that place that had a thriving economy, had agriculture, had arts, had uh, uh, professionals in law and medicine, uh, a, a beacon uh, as it, as it was for uh, for for many many uh, uh, millennia for thousands of years, to call that a crappy piece of land besmirches the, the great legacy of the past of Palestine and the recent past. You know, like they refer to 1948 as the Nabka, the catastrophe, and her words, that crappy piece of land that uh, that were several hundred thousand people, who, by the way were then displaced, ethnically cleansed from their land. Now we have a second Nabka going on. People are dying day after day after day after day. And her words, again, gasoline to an already burning fire. So, you know, so, uh, so yes, I'm sure she's a good person. I'm sure she's contrite. All of those things. But when you're holding a position where you're representing all British Columbians, you're the minister of mm-hmm. post-secondary and higher education, you're supposed to lead the way of understanding. You're supposed to lead the way and, and provide an example of how people can work together and broaden their imagination mm-hmm. and be of a higher learning. Yet her ignorant words, her false words, her defamatory words, they have consequences. We like to say words matter, but mm-hmm. words, you know, words matter for everyone. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, I, uh, she only has herself to blame on this. But at the same time, I take solace uh, in part by her, her most recent words, that even though she has taken the steps to resign, she has said that that resignation does not absolve her from doing the work that she's promised to do, which is to uh, engage with our communities, to engage with the indigenous communities and other communities that she has uh, let down. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, and I'd like to say that you know, our hands are open. You know, our, uh, our doors are open and we'd be happy to help her and, help, uh, and meet her and get her to a point where she can gain some understanding and communicate that uh, to others. And that way, together, we can work towards some sense of truth and reconciliation. It's possible. We've seen that here in British Columbia with our indigenous nations. So let me just jump in here for a second, Arun. Sure. And I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Um, she is also of the Jewish faith. Yes. She is also feeling hurt. Of course. Uh, her people of her faith were attacked and killed by a terrorist organization, Hamas. She is also feeling hurt. And yes, sometimes you can make comments that are perhaps, as I've said before, inelegant uh, with, as, as she discussed that, as she was within the context of that conversation. Is there not some leeway within this conversation, I understand where you're coming from, and, and I don't disagree with you, but every time we ask politicians to make themselves available to speak openly, we then say, you must resign now because you spoke openly. Like, how do we collectively as a society still allow for free expression, uh, leave an open, uh, leave, you know, li- provide some leeway for elected officials to speak thoughtfully. The minute, you know, this is all this all this does is tell politicians also, don't say a thing. Don't make yourself available for some meeting. Find an excuse to not go. I'm not saying what she said was right. 
But we consistently ask these people to resign because something was said. I would have to disagree with you, Jazz. You, uh, you were talking about speaking thoughtfully. Mm-hmm. She spoke thoughtlessly. Mm-hmm. Uh, like her, her words uh, speak for themselves and they speak volumes to ignorance. They speak volumes to uh, normalizing uh, what is in a very unnormal situation. What is happening is not normal. The fact that people are, are being killed and obliterated, whole generations of family be, being blown up, uh, no water, no food, no mm-hmm. electricity, human uh, um, aid not being allowed to come in, a forced siege that's gone on for 122 days. Is that normal? Mm-hmm. And her saying, oh, well, you know, it, it just, you know, it, this, these things happen. If, this, if these were two tribes in the First Nations, then, you know, you wouldn't get involved in it. It's none of our business. She said these words. Mm-hmm. You didn't quote these words, or I'm quoting her own words to you. Yep. It, it's beyond the pale that she, uh, th- that she would think that this is an acceptable discourse to make publicly when you represent all people. Just joining us, we're speaking to Haroon Khan, director with uh, Al Masjid Al Jamia in Vancouver, and with the Pakistan Canada Association. We're talking about the resignation of Selena Robinson today from uh, the provincial cabinet. Uh, Mr. Khan says it was the right thing to do because her comments were insensitive. Uh, call us on the open line. I want to hear from you in regards to uh, what Ms. Robinson said, and of course her resignation. Six zero four two eight zero ninety eight ninety eight star ninety eight ninety eight on your cell phone. Let's go to Ryan in Vancouver. Hi, Ryan. Hi, Jazz. Uh, I just wanted to say two things. First of all, your argument was pretty profoundly ignorant, not just from the standpoint of the Middle East, but just of colonialism in general. You know, say mm-hmm. one, one country is less economically developed, therefore another country needs, gets to go in and colonize it. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not exactly what happened here, but another people gets to. Um, I, don't, I think it's, it's a bad argument, not just if you're opposed to Israel, but even if you support Israel. You, you, Israel can do better than that. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the second point I want to make is that I think it speaks to the silos we live in today. That, you know, you could live in this, this community and have these arguments within your community that sound good to like-minded people, that sound absolutely awful to everyone else. And, and we don't seem to have these conversations anymore between, maybe we never did, between different groups of people and people who aren't like-minded to try to come to an understanding. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what this is really emblematic of. Yeah, Ryan, thank you for your call. Appreciate it. You're kind of right. And, and when, you're, when you're speaking on a Zoom call, it's going to be recorded, uh, even if yeah. you don't think it is. And that's part of the challenge, right? That's true. But, yeah. but uh, you know, it's, I think you raise a very good, very good point. And that when we're speaking amongst uh, friends, uh, you sometimes may be more open and uh, perhaps uh, less cognizant of your words. And, and when you're an elected official, words matter, every single word. Uh, let's go to Mike and Langley. Hi, Mike. Hey, how's it going? And, I mean, to me, this is such a tough issue to deal with because uh, she has the right to say things, and it's her side of the story. My only issue is that there's also the other side of the coin. There is nothing good about this conflict. Both sides are doing atrocious things to people. And how can anybody try to... um, try to justify that they have the right side when it's just all things oh like, that's, yeah. both sides are doing horrible things mike thank you for your call uh Haroon, you can jump in but i'm going to answer the question uh, as a former elected official if you do not have control of a situation you probably shouldn't be uh addressing it in such a specific way uh, we as 
a BC government, whatever that may be, if you're an elected official, are responsible for international trade. Foreign affairs and our policies around foreign uh, issues are handled by the federal government. Uh, and not that you can't comment as an elected official, not that you can't comment as, an, as, a, as a citizen, but it gets you in trouble because ultimately Selena Robinson isn't uh, responsible for foreign affairs and has no impact on any of this. Should have just stayed away from it. That's a pragmatic, practical response. Yeah, that's very true, Jazz. I think one of the things to realize, and I think a lot of your listeners, I've heard this come up again and again and again today, this is a teachable moment. Like if you look at it, uh, you know, like the foibles of, uh, you know, a minister who's lost her position, it means only so much, okay? And it's a tough time for her. I feel for that. I understand. But at the same time, look, uh, look at the, the fire that, uh, that, that got even hotter mm-hmm. around this topic. People are upset. Horrible things are happening. And people want to talk about it. We want to have these tough conversations. So it's a teachable moment. Let's talk. Let's talk about these things and hopefully, you know, gain some consensus on how we can all move to move together and move forward. Let's go to Marion on Vancouver Island. Hi, Mary. Well, I think the fact that B'nai Brith has come out and said that uh, they don't, they do not stand behind her comments says it all. <laughs> and uh, you can have deeply held belief systems and be a nice person, Jazz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I'm not, I, and I, I agree with you, and I don't disagree with you on that. My concern broadly, and which I've articulated to Haroon and all of you, is that you know at some point politicians are going to you know stray or not stray stay away from getting involved with any of this stuff and this is the problem i'm not saying that you need to be commenting about the middle east but anything remotely controversial that you know can be taped and can be misconstrued uh can be manipulated i'm not saying it's been manipulated here but it just leads to as you go further and further and you look at this issue it's tougher to attract good people into politics it's tougher for politicians to talk openly about uh, about issues and thoughtfully. Not that she was in this case, but I'm just saying it, it, it creates an environment where we cannot be open with each other, and that's not healthy. And that's my bigger and broader concern. Uh, let's go to Adam and Langley. Hi, Adam. Hey, Jess. Thanks. I won't. Uh, I mean, everybody knows that it's a very complicated thing, so I'll stay out of that point. Mm-hmm. But I, I think the biggest issue is if everyone talks about how we need to have dialogue, we need to understand and come to the table. If we keep being disingenuine, we're never going to be able to do that. When she says things like crappy, we know she doesn't mean the people. We understand what she's talking about. Mm -hmm. It's an area of land that is very poor. It's been demolished through war. That's what she's saying. Can we give people the benefit of the doubt? Their language doesn't have to be polished. And is she factually correct? Let's just have real conversation and not look for reasons to be mad at each other. Let's look for solutions and give each other grace in the words we use. Adam, uh, great final words. Really appreciate uh, you calling. And uh, I think he's got a very valid point. There's no forgiveness from either side or three sides or four sides, whatever it may be. We just have little patience for each other. We got about 10 seconds left. I just wanted to say thank you so much, Arun, for coming in today. Thank and you. I know you've extended uh, 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 an olive branch to Ms. Of Robinson. Course, Come and course. visit the mosque and spend some time with the community as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, as always, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you coming in. Uh, I made a late call to you today. I said, look, I'd like you to come in and chat about this. And as always, uh, you're a great friend uh, to me and to this show. Really appreciate your time. I, I wouldn't miss it. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, Jess.